All right, everybody. We are here. I'm in the basement. My boy Taylor is, is not beside me. I mean, in the virtual world, he's beside me this time. Nice. <laughs> Mr. Yins himself at Shop Yins, the two Zs, wearing the Ys, the ones you'll always see on top of my head, except for right now because it's, it's Indians opening day. But don't worry. I got it sitting right here. I'll be putting that bad boy back on as soon as we're done recording here. Uh, on uh, minor league opening day, at least for the AAA team, uh, yesterday, uh, major league opening day uh, in Cincinnati. Uh, Taylor, how you doing, brother? What's going on? Happy Friday. I'm great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Fridays, Fridays are the best. It's just so weird. Like, you get opening day, and I know that they put that, like, you know, buffer day in there. But it's like the season starts, and then you don't have baseball. I mean, you have minor league baseball, which makes me extremely happy. But once you start, you know, watching the Pirates play, it's like, okay, I just want this to kind of happen every day. I got the I got the little withdrawal shakes right now too. It's just like now that baseball is on, you expect it to be on every day. But hey, yeah. we had a good. It was a good treat yesterday. It really was. Yeah, and you, we were talking about it before we hopped on here. Uh, just some of the feelings that we were having about this opening day. You know, a cruise missile. G1 Bay running like a crazy man. Kutch just basically just taking walks. I mean, the man, they were almost like they were pitching around him. Yeah. It's like old school Kutch. So what, what, what's some of your thoughts on, uh, you know, the game yesterday? What, what really stuck out to you? Um, I mean, like you said, all of that. One thing we didn't mention, I was actually very, I'm very happy with the way Derek Shelton managed that game um, from start to finish too. The lineup I thought was, was, you know, was really good. Wasn't sure what to expect. And uh I liked how he handled the pitchers. I, I liked how the, the whole game went. I really do. So um, it was just exciting, man. It really was. And the the pitch clock, we have to mention that because it's, you know, real season now. And I thought that went really well, too. I was really excited for it. Yeah. And what we talked about, another thing we talked about was uh, Hunter Green, they mentioned on the broadcast yesterday, got to like an 0-2 count. And then to throw off the, you know, batter's rhythm, he just held the ball and just stared at the guy and took a ball and then tried to quick pitch. So there's like all kinds of little like ins and outs of things that are going to be happening that, you know, we didn't kind of have to deal with before. I know it's, it's going to be really neat to just to watch and see how creative some of these coaches get. And um, yeah, that was interesting. Now, did that count as a, 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 a pitch to his pitch clock or his pitch count? The non -pitch? I don't think it, I think it counts as like a ball, but it doesn't, it, they, they put like a, like a little asterisk type thing by it. It's the same thing as if, you know, the, the new, I guess it would be Bach rules. If you throw over three times or you disengage three times, there's something like within the, the thing that it doesn't really, it counts, but it doesn't count if you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. But it's just, it's just really, it's really weird. And the other thing you said was uh, you were watching the game, trying to get a workout in and and missed uh the the double the reds yeah, yeah the reds the reds tying it back up it, it was happened so fast i mean literally 30 seconds i wasn't paying attention for and you know i missed like five pitches <laughs> it <was crazy>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just the weirdest thing because i was saying like you know how am i gonna go to the bathroom uh in between you know it, usually it's like oh you know i could go to the bathroom in between innings and all of a sudden it's like even the time in between innings it's just like Everything sped up. The batter's in there. It's just like, oh, if this guy's coming up, I know that this is going to be a long at bat because he's going to step out. He's a guy mm -hmm. that, you know, messes with his his batting gloves and 
you know, I can run and get a beer. I can run and get something to eat. I can go to the bathroom and I can come back and, and you may miss, miss like one or two pitches. Exactly. Yeah. A quarter but, of an inning. Yep. But now it's like, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, when I go to, to Pirates games, we've been to, you know, one Pirates game last year together and we, we stood the whole time. I mean, we interact, we're, we're talking with people. And so, I mean, I don't think if you're that type, but if, if I'm taking the kids, I'm probably going to miss like half the game, uh, you know, taking the kids to get something to eat, taking the kids to, you know, go to the bathroom. Exactly. And, and so I'm not a pro shop. Yep. Yeah. It, just doing different stuff. It's like, you're going to have to get there, you know, early before the game, if you're you know going to hang out a little bit more. Cause like, once you get to your seat, if you're going to sit down, then you might as well, you're just going to have to stay in your seat. Exactly. Hey, and it's a quick game. And, you know, we talked about, you know, it's going to be weird, you know, if games are quick and it's going to be barely dark at the end of games and come July and August, um, that'll be interesting. They're going to have to keep selling beers for the whole game now, instead of, instead of stopping at the seventh, because seventh is going to be way too early. Yeah, seventh is going to be like a an hour and a half into the game when it would usually be two and a half hours into the game. Exactly. Be be uh be chugging a lot. I'll tell you that next <laughs> Friday when we're at the game. Yeah, next Friday is going to be it's going to be a blast. I mean, there's I uh, I can kind of mention it now. Uh, there's some there's some big things going on uh, next week. Uh, next Thursday, um, Allegheny City Brewing. Uh, that is at five oh seven Forland Street. That's up in Deutschtown. Uh, they are going to be having Mitch Keller there, I believe, starting at uh, at 430 uh, to sign autographs. Uh, all going to be free because they are putting out a Keller beer, which they have named Mitch, which is I, I mean, that's an amazing name for a beer. I think so. I think it fits, fits well. It definitely great, does. Great honor. great honor. Yeah. And then the next day, I. Uh, me and you, we're going to be back down there again, uh, probably around like 1230 until around three o'clock doing a, a live podcast uh, that we will run much uh, smoother. You were kind of like the guinea pig down in Florida with, man, I didn't realize Bradenton just has like the worst cell phone and worst like Wi-Fi reception like anywhere. It's it, it's hit or miss everywhere in Florida. Everywhere you go is a different spot. Where I live, AT&T is the best and I have Verizon. So I can't even go in my backyard right now without losing service or I would be outside right now, but I'm upstairs in my office. But, and the one thing is, I mean, we're talking about Mitch Keller. Uh, Mitch threw a hundred pitches yesterday. Did you, did you see that coming? Like first game of the year, like guys are getting built up and usually it takes a, I mean, I know that he didn't even make it through the five innings. He had some trouble with walks, giving up a lot of soft contact except for the home run. And I think it was the, the double or the triple, but a hundred pitches on opening day. That's kind of crazy. It, I was happy with it. I mean, cause I thought he earned it. Um, other than the first inning made me a little nervous, you know, having the bases loaded there with, you know, no outs, but um, I thought Mitch, I thought, he, you know, did pretty well. I was really happy with the way he, he fought through that whole game. And um, you know, I know he got pulled at pull with that double, but I thought he did. I, I was happy with his performance. I wish he would have gotten a W out of it. I really do. Yeah, I mean that's and that's the the worst part. I mean, if he would have just made it, I, I think they were kind of trying to leave him in there to let him to work his way and, and to earn the win by getting out of himself out of that inning, the last one he was in. But just kind of just didn't work out that way. But I mean, all around, you, you got to be happy with the way you know the game went. Yeah, and that's a, that's why I said uh, you know I liked how Shelton managed the game and him leaving Mitch in through almost five. I thought was was awesome because I feel like last year. 
he might have been portable earlier. Um, and, uh, you know, I just hated seeing that. It's like, hey, let him let him work through their problems a little bit and let him let him grow and let him in then then deal with the bullpen after. So. And that was one of the things was that, you know, if we got to the Reds bullpen, because the Reds bullpen is absolute. It's a mess. I mean, you saw it yesterday that, you know, was a guy's name, Fernando Cruz, just basically. I don't know if the Pirates even took like the bat off of their, you know, shoulder because couldn't hit the strike zone whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah, But if you get to, you got to Hunter Green, I mean, it it wasn't like, I mean, he got eight, he got his eight strikeouts, but only went like three and a third innings. So then once you get past him, I mean, it kind of opened that up. And I was kind of curious to what we were going to see from the Pirates bullpen. And that's the only thing we didn't mention is, you know, David Bednar getting the save. Uh, was definitely huge. Uh, it's it's something that you basically, I mean, there were you know, little things here and there. You know, the Reds did score, you know, four runs on Mitch Keller, but there was enough other good stuff and and him working his way out of that, you know, that inning walking the bases loaded, that that was a big step for him. But, I mean, this is, this is a minor league podcast. We got through some of the major league stuff. Don't worry, you know. I, but we, we couldn't not talk about, you know, opening day, but there's another opening day that I mentioned, and that's the Indianapolis Indians opening tonight. Uh, we got Luis Ortiz on the bump, uh, which I called people were, you know, kind of upset and they were saying, you know, why is he down in a triple a? And I'm like, well, he'll be your triple a opening day starter. You know, don't worry about that kind of stuff. But uh, the other thing that I kind of looked at is, they put out the what was going to be the rotation for this short little weekend uh, series. They start off, you know, with a three-game series. You've got Luis Ortiz, then you have Caleb Smith, the lefty from Arizona, which I, I don't know if a lot of people know this, is the reason he made it to Arizona, he was in the Florida Marlins system. He went over to Arizona in the Starling Marte trade uh, from Arizona to Florida, which is a, kind of just like a little fun fact there. But you need, a, you need a lefty in the rotation. Um, and then Mike Burrow's rounding it out this weekend. But before we hopped on here, Taylor, we were talking about, you know, some of the surprises of guys that weren't on the AAA roster. And and what's the one that that made you kind of just pause for a second when I said it? Well, actually, I'm, I'm just, you know, kind of funny. I'm on the website, right? AAA um, Indianapolis website right now. And Mason Martin is on the front page of the website for opening night. And he's down in Altoona. Yeah, that is to me. I mean, I when I was like talking about this with uh, John Moses from Altoona, and then I talked with Jack McMullen from Indianapolis. We talked about that there was going to be some uh, assignments that a guy may be in Double A to get you know more bats, and it was already announced that Henry Davis was going to be down in Double A right. because they wanted you know, Andy to get all the catching duties or the majority of the catching duties in Triple A. Uh, with Henry getting the majority in Altoona, uh, I was wondering, like with Malcolm Nunez, how much you know work that Mason Martin was going to be able to get, and I guess Ben Charrington and then John Baker, who is you know director of pitching and coaching for the minor leagues, kind of answered that and said, "Well, Mason Martin's going to get his at bats in Altoona." I mean, that's that comes a huge shock because, like you said, he, he played all year last year in AAA. There was talks, hey, we needed a first baseman. He might even get a nod, you know, if he played well enough in spring training. I mean, before the the um, the pickups we had in the offseason. But, um, yeah, I mean, hey, I think it might be good for him. Um, you know, come back, 
maybe hit some more bombs, strike out less, come back triple A, and then you know, hot route himself up to the to the pros um maybe next year if if, if he's ready for it. But um I like Mason Martin. I'm I'm a believer. I hope he can he can sort out some of his kinks and and get up here. Yeah, he just it's that that 35% K rate. He doesn't have the walk rate over 10%. So that's like kind of like the I guess it would be the thresholds. It's like, okay, you can strike out 30% of the time, but you have to walk, you know, more than 10% of the time. It's right. just like kind of that base. balance. Just get on base. I mean, we know that the power is there. Uh, he performed fairly well in Altoona, not this last year, but the previous year earned like the cup of coffee with Indianapolis. And like you said, was, was in Indianapolis all year last year, but it kind of shows that, you know, with Ben Sherrington building up the minor leagues, that your spot isn't guaranteed. If this was previous seasons, you know, Mason Martin probably would just be um, in Indianapolis and and there wouldn't be any questions about this. Uh, another one, people were, were kind of shocked, but they obviously weren't listening to uh, the last two episodes of Meyer League News and Brews once again with John Moses and Jack McMullen because we talked about Leover Pagaro. Uh, starting in double A. That was something that I didn't even really question. Last year um, in Altoona, he tore it up for the first couple months. And then from, it was like June on, uh, over 300 plate appearances, had a 67 WRC plus, batted 230, had an OPS of 606. I mean, that is just not good. Not so, nope. so they're thinking, you know, everybody's thinking, you know, that Nick Gonzalez gets the, gets the nod in triple a, well, where's his double a, where's his uh, double play partner in liver Pagaro? Well, they kind of answered that he is going to start in Altoona. Um, yeah, wait, Nick, Nick, Nick is in Altoona, right? No, Nick is in, in Indianapolis. Is he? Yeah. The roster right now. Why is he not showing up? That's so weird. See now, now you're making me think. And, and well, yeah, that. no, I thought he was on AAA too, but I'm looking at the roster right now. He's not on the roster, which is unless he just didn't update, update their website. I no, think they did. No, he's no, he's he's announced as in AAA uh, in in their press release from today. Uh, oh, okay, so it's just not updated then. Yeah, that they just didn't update the. I guess uh, Anna Kaiser um, from Minneapolis. She wrote. Um, about the top prospects uh, that are in AAA. Uh, you've got Quinn Priester, who's your number five, Mike Burroughs, your number nine, uh, Nick Gonzalez, number eight, Jared Triolo, number 15, although he'll be starting out the year um, on the IL. He got a little, little bumped up, uh, nicked up hand um, over there in minor league camp. you got Malcolm Nunez, who we mentioned at 21, Carmen Majinski, 22, Cody Bolton, 23, Colin Selby, 26, and then, of course, you have, you know, Andy Rodriguez and, and Luis Ortiz, who is going to be the tandem tonight. So who, whoever hasn't, uh, once this comes out on video, it'll come out at five o'clock. You'll have still have time to either, you know, get your MLB package, which comes with MILB TV. Or if you already have, you live in the Pittsburgh area, just get the MILB TV. I think it's $29.99 for the entire season uh, to watch uh Indianapolis starting tonight, Altoona's next Thursday, Greensboro and Bradenton uh, starting off next Friday. Um, and, and I did, I was looking at, you know, some other guys who people were concerned about. And one would be 
Matt Gorski. And I just want to talk to people to try to like kind of get them uh, to not take the big jump as if, you know, with Mason Martin. Mason Martin played all last year in AAA, like you said. Matt Gorski started off in Greensboro last year, tore up Greensboro, went to Altoona, was tearing up Altoona, and then was rounding second base, going to third, and tore up his hamstring and was only able to come back for just a few games in Altoona and then a couple, I think it was like maybe one game in Indianapolis last year. So that one doesn't shock me as much. Plus, if you have, you know, Travis Swaggerty, you have Cal Mitchell, you have, uh, I even mentioned like a Chavez Young who we had picked up and he we didn't get to see him play that much because he was playing for uh, Great Britain. You have all these players that have to get at bats. And, and that's where like, you know, a Kanan Smith and Jigba making the team is, is a pretty big deal because then you would have had to get him more at bats. So it, to me, Matt Gorski, I'm not as surprised uh, with him just because he got the cup of coffee. And I, I'll, I'll keep on going back to this. And I think uh, Voice from the Graves, I'm going to give Graves a shout out. She had shared today on Twitter um, something that I had been talking about all off season. And it was Rob Beer Temple's uh, interview with John Baker. He's at Man Bear Wolf, which is one of probably the coolest Twitter handles you'll you'll ever find. Uh, he was talking to him and just basically said, "There's going to be some assignments uh, where we think the guys can have the greatest amount of success and get, you know, the number of at bats that they could get." So, you know, you got Leo Pagero hopefully getting back on track. When we when I spoke with John Moses. He said that, you know, Peggy just didn't look like himself the second half of the year, but what he saw of him, you know, coming through, you know, spring training and he saw some of the spring training at bats, it looked like he was more back to his old self and, and having that type of approach. So, I mean, you, you could start him off in AAA, but if he starts to struggle, would it be better, you know, to, to bump him down to AA after he struggles in AAA or would it be better to, you know, get him, started and get him going you know better yeah. in in double a the same thing with like a kyle nicholas that's somebody something somebody else mentioned well when i wrote out the the starting rotation for indianapolis uh, i didn't have kyle nicholas in there but i also didn't have caleb smith in there so it's it's not surprising to me that was somebody that you know had been mentioned as a possible you know starting in altoona he didn't get a cup of coffee in indianapolis last year so it's not a it's not a big deal with the rearrangement of you know the minor leagues over the past couple of years there's guys that they said this is going to be one of the best crop of of pitchers that uh the that the curve is going to have to go against because you look at some of the other lineups um across the eastern league you're going to be facing guys that you probably would normally have faced in AAA. So the, the level of competition between AA and AAA. So I'm not really super, you know, worried about these assignments other than the, you know, the Mason Martin one, him taking that step back, that one, you know, that one still, I, I that's the one I can't get over it, it. It definitely, I can see why they did it. He struggled there. And so they're hoping to maybe get him, you know, back to his altitude. Yeah. Yeah, and and just and work that type of stuff out. I mean, I think he had a 115 WRC plus in his time in Altoona a couple years ago. I uh, was still hitting a decent amount of bombs. I uh, definitely had the OPS up there. The average is never going to be great. Uh, I think he was hitting like the 240s there. But if you're hitting the bombs, you're still getting on base. I uh, then you can kind of deal with that. So maybe 
you know, just letting him hit the reset button and and get regular bats there. But I mean, it's showing that, you know, Malcolm Nunez uh, with, you know, you have the guys up there in Santana and G-Man Choi that they're probably not going to be here for the entire season. So Malcolm Nunez has a, he's been given a legit, legit shot um, to be on this roster by the end of the season. I just think it was a good realignment in the whole minor league system. I mean, it's exciting. And I mean, do you think the triple a roster this year could beat the pirates last year? <laughs> it's a possibility, I man. Mean, I mean, on the right I mean, night, I, I think so too. Yeah. Cause I mean, if you look, yeah, if you, like I said, you go around the horn and you have Malcolm Nunez and you have uh, Nick Gonzalez at second, I'm assuming you're going to have, I mean, maybe Chris Owings, at, at shortstop, the outfield's going to be packed. I mean, obviously, you're going to have Andy behind the plate uh, for the majority of the time. I mean, they do still have, you know, Tyler Heineman there. Uh, and I think they I, I, they had another catcher there. It's like slipping my mind now. Is who should be. Okay, they got Grant Koch. And he's just a, a great uh, – I know people uh, within the system, pitchers and stuff, can't say enough you know, good stuff about his preparation and everything. So – but yeah, so I mean, he you're going to see Andy probably catch about four days a week. You're going to see you know Henry catch four days a week uh, down in Altoona, and within Altoona, they've even talked about. I mean, it it's been out there that to get to keep Henry's you know bat in the lineup, he's probably going to be playing some right field, which he played during a which I didn't overreact to. Some people overreacted to it, and they're like, "Oh, Henry Davis, our new right fielder," and it's like, no, they they do that kind of stuff in the minors. Guys don't always you know, play their natural position for, you know, the full, you know, six game stretch that they have now. And he can't. Wasn't there a study that said that like 70% of major league catchers were really were third baseman or that didn't have the arm for, or a shortstop didn't have the range that kind of transitioned into catching in the, in the minors because your knees, I mean, when you catch your whole life in the minors and get to the majors, like it's hard to just keep your body it's a tough position physically. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, you know? that's, that's why the guys, that's why they have off days. That's why when you have yeah. a, you know, a, a starting catcher, like, uh, you know, you're going to see Austin Hedges out there the majority of the time, but you know, you're going to see Jason delay one to two times a week just because yeah, your the body is not built to crouch like that. And even like when people say you go to the one knee position, imagine like just having your knee down on the hard ground with yeah. your padding on, you know, for, in the heat, nine innings. Yeah. In the heat, different stuff like that. It's it, the body is just not, you know, built to do that kind of stuff. And I'm, I'm trying to think if there was anybody else, uh, one of them that stuck out to me, uh, JC flowers being in the, uh, the bullpen in triple a, which basically means Tanaj Thomas, uh, former, you know, top 100 prospect is, is probably going to be starting in the, the Altoona bullpen. He pitched well in Altoona last year was one of their de facto closers down there. But I think Altoona and and Indianapolis are going to be pretty stacked uh, for this entire season. And like you said, man, I I can't stop thinking about could, could the, the triple a roster this year beat the pirates last year. I mean, I think that I think it's 2020 you, year, you know, they could. Oh, yeah. Here's the thing is I'm thinking about it because like last year you had I mean, if you had Mitch Keller towards the end of the season, but you still had, you know, Quintana, you know, sticking around, there's probably, you know, they probably you know pull out those two wins right there. You know, but and I guess it also depends on, you know, what stadium they played at as well. So, I mean, I don't know the Vic. I 
it, it's got similar dimensions. Uh, it's it's a pretty nice, you know, minor league ballpark. But imagine, I'm just thinking about them playing like down in Greensboro or something. There'd be like you know, 30 home runs hitting the game yeah, or something. O'Neill Cruz every, yeah. Looks yeah at the ball. It looks at the ball and it goes out of the park. Yeah, dude. I, and that's the crazy part of they, they, you know, mentioning, you know, everybody talks about the O'Neill Cruz you know, cruise missile that he hit like 111 miles per hour. It came in at 101 and he sent it back out at 111. But I'm thinking about the sack fly in the eighth inning that he just basically stuck. Like it wasn't even like a two-handed hit. He just like kind of flicked the bat out there and and gets, you know, a, a sacrifice fly where like most people, if they did that, I mean, they'd probably be popping out to like the third baseman or something. Exactly, yeah. He's a freak. I mean, it's, it's a great thing. I would have... If I, I would have signed him to a 15 year deal before he even catching the pros <laughs> and just, just said, Hey, you know, cause I don't want to risk it, but I mean, he's, he's our Aaron judge and I I'm excited. I'm excited to see him play for a long time. Yeah. I mean, we have him, we have him for at least, you know, possibly six years, but man, I, God, I wish it was more because he's still so young and so just young. still, and just still so athletic. Um, but I, I, we're we're up against it here as as always. Like every single time I talk ball, everybody knows I'm going to be doing my beer reviews here. I, uh, but for those that don't, uh, you have to follow Taylor uh, at Shop Yins. You have to go to www shop yins. The emphasis on the two Z's. I uh, just uh, announced yesterday we have Bucks in the Basement T-shirts uh, at you know, the shop yins, we got the new, uh, Jag off series. I love, you were talking about that last year. Yeah. Uh, isn't that, isn't that modeled after like one of your buddies or something? Yeah. My, my cousin, he's a, uh, he's a Jag off for real shout out to AJ. Um, but yeah, he's, uh, him and I are, you know, big yinzers. He, you know, we both live out of the state now. So we do, um, a couple of pirate games a year, uh, football games a year, one away, one home. Um, and, uh, we just have a good time. And, uh, that's what, you know, it's kind of, you know, mimicked after him and it's a cool logo and it's a fun logo. Um, so I know Jagoff is supposed to be a negative term, but when you're, when you're Pittsburgh Jagoff and, and, and you're, uh, we're Jagoffs to everyone else, to the Cleveland fans, the Flyers fans, you know, all, all that out there. So it, yeah, dude. Fun. And I, I think there's a, there's a promo code for, for listeners here. Um, I'm looking for it. Sorry. It's at, it's, it's bucks 15 and that's 15%. Uh, off on the website, correct? That's right. Yeah. So everyone, you know, all of Craig's listeners and everyone that follows Bucks in the Basement and and, and all the writings online too, um, 15% off every order. Um, just come online. Uh, thanks for you know, your partnership. And it's great to to be here with you, man. Um, but 15% off, yeah, to everyone listening, um, whatever you want. We got hats, hoodies, uh, t-shirts, tank tops. We got some kids stuff dropping here soon. Um, and there's always going to be some new um, we have a, a raise a Jolly Roger one coming out for baseball here. Hopefully to have that uh, up and running by next Friday. Um, and then also be sure to follow me on social media. Um, everything is at Shop Yins. Uh, we do try to do monthly giveaways. Um, and uh, and then like Craig said, we're going to have an event next week uh, in person. We'll have some some things to give out there too. Um, you can buy some stuff in person um, and just hang out with us, have a beer and get ready for some, some uh, baseball PNC Park. Absolutely. And, and thanks for coming on, Taylor. Appreciate it, man. Uh, and I, you know, I'll be talking to you soon, brother. Yeah, of course. All right, everybody. Everybody knows what time it is. Time for those beer reviews. 
and I've had one too many of these yesterday, probably. It's opening day. I couldn't help myself. Uh, so I'm going to start off, and I'm going to start off in the rocks, McKee's rocks. Anybody, you're talking about, you know, Taylor's talking about being a jag off. Well, man, I, I couldn't think of a better place. It's it's our, it's abjuration brew. I, I can't really pronounce that. I looked it up and it looks like it's some sort of mystical magic spell uh, that's cast by witches or something. But man, they have this classic Indian pale ale series. They're on version 1.9. Uh, this one is... Comes in about 6.7%, a little bit, a little bit heavier. Uh, but I gave this on the weighted based on batting average. It comes in at a 325, the regular batting average of 375. The next one I had here was from four points. And four points uh, is uh, up by the, uh, I believe it's the Mexican War Streets. It's it's up by there. I, I've been there a couple of times before. Uh, this is their overbranded hazy double. Uh, Indian Pale Ale, uh, that one is coming in 8.5%. That's that's getting a little bit heavy for me. Uh, that one comes in at a 350 weighted. It goes down to a 300, but definitely stop in there. Uh, Cedarlands, Cedarlands Brewing, and that's their West Peace Citra. It's a West Coast style IPA. I couldn't find the ABV on this one. They're kind of They're kind of hiding it from me. Uh, this one comes in at 375 weighted, goes down to a 325. And then just because they were playing in uh, in Ohio yesterday, uh, great friends over at uh, Creekside uh, Beer. It's, it's the nice uh, beer distribution. They have a great uh, craft beer selection. They do TNT Tuesdays in a mixed thing. I went from Columbus, Ohio, and this is Hoof Hearted Brewing. And I know I, I got to get, like I keep on saying, I got to get a better thing, but I can't, you can't see this, but the name of this beer is Helmet Nachos. Like, <laughs> it's just a great name. And it says it's 8% and it needs to be served at 46 degrees Fahrenheit. I, I'm sorry, I couldn't drink it at 46 degrees. I, I had to drink it cold. Uh, so maybe it would get a little bit better of a score, but I gave it a 375 weighted to 325 um and then because it's opening day you know you guys are gonna get a a, a fifth one here i wasn't gonna do this but what i've been sipping on here is uh the gumball head three floyds we reviewed a bunch of three floyds last year uh last week when we were doing uh indianapolis uh i did four of their beers but i i said i gumball head has always been my favorite it is there it's a uh, a pale ale wheat um and if any beer could get like a you know batting a thousand it would be this one this one's a, a 475 and i you know waited put it down to a 425 but it's possibly you know one of my favorite beers of all time uh starting to be distributed here in western pennsylvania definitely over at creekside beer uh so you can uh go over there uh follow them Follow me at Bucks Basement, at Minor League News and Brews. Read all of mine and Gary Morgan stuff. My uh, my editing partner over at Inside the Bucks Basement. I uh, just follow everything you can. Watch Minor League Baseball. 
Uh, and uh, we will be back next week, as we said, recording live from Allegheny City Brewing.